Hey there, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gormy, and I'm glad to have you with us today. I have with me uh, another great dude to introduce you to, and his name is JJ Nichols. JJ, how are you doing today? Blessed, man. Blessed to finally get to hear you and uh, be on your show. Definitely, man. We had a, a couple stumbles making our connection. You know, I, I had some stuff come up and we rescheduled, but I'm glad we're finally getting this going on this. It's a Saturday morning for us. You know, everyone out there, when they hear this, it won't be a Saturday morning, but, you know, let's, we can let them know where we're at. And I'm going to start off the same way I start off every discussion, man, with the question. Tell us, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? Well, for as long as I can remember until, shoot, still even now, you know, I love to eat, man. You know, I've uh, I've grown up in a family that loves to eat, you know, every occasion, birthdays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, et cetera. It's, it's, it's food, laughter, you know, camaraderie, all that good stuff. But um, I grew up in a single parent home, just my mom. And I'm sure um, not having a dad, you know, I'm sure that caused a, a, a good bit of it in the beginning, trying to or like wanting to fill a void. And uh, I mean, I've, I've always had a huge appetite. I'm talking ridiculous uh, until later on where I developed a, a true binge eating. But, you know, I just felt that I've carried a ball and chain that being you know, food addiction for the longest time, but knowing and wanting better for myself, but just never being able to get out of the rut of food addiction. That, that makes sense, man. And what was it like, you know, when you were growing up, you know, as the bigger kid, like, were you the biggest kid in your class? Like, what was that like for you? How did that affect you? Yeah. Uh, Definitely. I mean, if I wasn't the biggest, I was you know, runner up. But yeah, definitely either the runner up or the biggest. And how because I, I think one of the things that's interesting is like I know, you know, knowing your story, man, you there were different times in your life that you did try to lose weight. Like what was what would bring those moments on? Like, was it you were always conscious of your size or was it certain incidents would happen? Like, what would what would drive you to make those decisions like to, to try? And then, you know, it's you know, it seemed like there was a pattern of trying and, and failing at different times. Right, right. Well, uh, so, you know, growing up. Oddly and funny enough enough, um, my family has been pretty health conscious. Uh, my uncle, one of my uncles who is, you know, a preacher, a, a roofer, but he also was a personal trainer for a little bit. Now, he wasn't, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger by any means, but, you know, he, you know, if you looked at him, you're like, okay, that dude works out. Uh, and, you know, other family members were, uh, uh, they were at, uh, care people, you know, like who sold their products. It's a supplement company. I don't know, you know, how big they are now, but it's funny. Like I've kind of grown up in and around health and, and, you know, playing sports and all, but just with, you know, I, to me, I think in my personal journey, I think the not having a dad really, really, you know, threw me on the path of, you know, battling obesity and, and, and you know, coping skills with food or using food as a coping mechanism, you know. But uh, I've been trying to lose weight on and off since probably fifth grade, you know, so what does that put you, nine, ten years old? And I know in sixth grade, um, you know, that's when you start playing football for the school and whatnot. Well, um, you know, we'd get up and go to the YMCA before school, before, you know, and that's when you had a football practice, at least for me in my grade, sixth grade, you had it before school. So it's, it's just funny how for the longest time I've been in and around the realm of fitness, but I caught as big as I got and, and, and unhealthy as I got. And, and let's talk about that, man. Like when, like your, your, what was your heaviest weight? And like, when did you get up to that size? So 
I, I recently, because I knew I was going to be coming onto your show, I was like, man, I don't have a definite, like, seeing it on the scale at a doctor's office or whatever the case. But I know, I think it was my, quote, unquote, second journey. Um, it was 20, I want to say it was 2016. Uh, if you look at my Instagram, it's when I, I, I uh, have a white Western shirt on. It looks like I'm at like, a wedding, which I was. Anyway. That was a 6X Western shirt and, you know, Western stuff can run kind of small and I know are tight and those pants, I think they were like a 58. So, but I was also, or I'm kind of the kind of person that doesn't want to face the music as like, see the number on the scale. I just want to, you know, what you don't know or see doesn't hurt you. Right. But I know, man, I had to get to five. If not damn close, you know, 480, 490. But uh, for this leg of my journey in 2019, I saw 464 at the doctor's office. So that's the highest that I've seen personally is 464. And had you been like in that 450 plus range for years? Like what was what was your life like when you were bigger, man? <sighs> tough, tough. Um, yes. Uh, I want to say I, I hit 400, so I'm, like, I'm 29. It, it had to be 21, 22. And, you know, I've, I've done, you know, physical type work. Uh, I was a, a meter reader for a gas company here in Texas. Uh, so, like, literally, I was getting paid to walk all day and read gas meters on the sides of houses and the alleys, whatnot. Um, then I did a uh, about a year and a half worth of work for an electric company. Uh, I did a number of different things for them. But um, the last thing that I did and, and have way more vivid of the memory is being on a underground repair, uh, repair crew, you know, where you're digging, cutting wire, running wire, laying, I mean, all this kind of, you know, physical demanding stuff and being 400, 430, 450 pounds, dude, it is. <laughs> You want to talk about it being already hard in general for a, let's say, a 180 pound dude, you know, you could imagine what it was being, you know, 430, 450. Oh, I can only imagine, man, like that definitely sounds like that, you know, that was that was challenging for you. And and I think it's really interesting, like. Because because I, you know, my my dad was intermittently around when I was a kid, you know, we had like the weekend visits here and there and different things along those mm -hmm. lines. But, you know, I grew up in a in a single, you know, raised by my mom pretty exclusively, too. And we didn't have the, you know, that many healthy focused people in my family that you were talking about. But I think there really is, you know, that I've been reading in a, in a couple different books about men's development lately. Like there is this idea that, you know, when we're young and, and kind of in that developmental stage, you know, that we experience, you know, it, it's almost like we we come we we have this natural progression as men where we it's like you turn to your father to ask the question of like am i ready to be a man and a lot of right. us don't don't have a father around to answer that question or don't get the answer that we would want to get and it it kind of leaves this emotional wound you know inside oh, of us that for sure different people different people turn to different things and like and i think it's it like you're it's I, I relate a lot to what you're saying about food being a part of, of that reaction. Like it, it just resonates for me that, you know, there's, there's a way that we eventually realize that we get something out of the indulgence, you know, like it out of the, the consumption like that, you know, for some reason. And that's, and I think now you could look at it and see that there's studies that show the chemical effect that food and overeating can have on the brain, which, you know, I oh, think even explains it even yeah. better, but you know, how do you think, like, for you, see, knowing that that was something that was, you know, being able to reflect on that being a, a challenge in your life, like, how do you think it, it affected you as you moved into your adulthood, like, in terms of your relationship with food? Right. So, uh, you know, there's, I'm, I know that we've all heard the term, you know, uh, uh, bored eating, sneak eating, et cetera. I'm sure there's five, ten different other types dude i was legit every single one of them i can uh recall times where going to a, a cousin's house where 
you know, they, you know, had, you know, more money than, than my mom and I, or my mom, cause I didn't, you know, work. And, and there's all these, you know, cakes, snacks, cookies, you know, uh, and dude, I would, you know, I would eat of course with the family at the mill, but then, you know, I was kind of a night owl younger and, you know, through high school times and, and I would, you know, eat after everyone went to bed and, and just, just indulge, man. But like, see, I, I, I never ate till I was satisfied. I ate until I was, you know, stuffed beyond belief. And it, you know, like you said, it just releases something. You're like, it's, but it's, it's, it's not good, man. You know? Oh, for sure. Like it's, it becomes, I, I know that feeling well, like it's, it's almost like obscene the way you can, you know, it, you're not eating to satisfaction. You're eating till discomfort, but it's almost like that discomfort is something for some reason you need, you know, in that moment, like you need to kind of feel something. And I know for you, JJ, you, you also identify that like as, as kind of disordered as your relationship with food was as you grew up, there was a, a turning point where it, it kind of flipped into actual binge eating for you. And I think that, was that it was it was related to a, a diet you had tried in like 2013 i i think was something you had told me <sighs> mm -hmm. yeah yeah a, a number of things and it's it's funny like uh just as i'm sitting here thinking like i can recall the normal kind of go-to meal that i would do before i truly developed this like binge binge eating um like i'd go to mcdonald's burger king whatever and just get and I say it just get like, like it's normal, but I'd get, I'd get five McDoubles or five double cheeseburgers, you know, like the a dollar burger, but I would eat that and I'd be fine. And then, like you said about that 2013 time, uh, I, I had got on my first quote unquote, you know, real journey, like especially outside of high school and football and all that stuff. Um, you know, I was eating anywhere from gosh, I don't know, eight to 15,000 calories to uh, easily eating under 2000 calories. Uh, but it was like what people do to get ready for bodybuilding shows, physique shows, you know, broccoli, chicken, rice, and that's it. And I did that for about four to six months. You know, yeah, saw great success. I mean, who wouldn't, but uh, dude, that is not sustainable. So, about the six month mark, that journey crashed and gained it all back. And I was about 14, uh, 2014, sorry. And there's a big gap between, I think me and my fiance started, well, we met in 15, but we got on our first journey in I think middle of 16 or 17, I don't know if it's all on my Instagram, but you know, there's a big gap there of just binge galore. For sure. And like, I I think that's something for us to, you know, kind of talk about a little bit, like, because it illustrates that, you know, different, uh, different diets and different approaches to weight loss have different effects on people. Like you, you know, for, for, for that time for you, you know, it was, you know, very controlled caloric restriction, you know, severe restriction, and also like really limiting what you were, you were taking into your body. And you saw kind of a bounce back from that, like a, a spring back. And, you know, what, how did, what, cause, cause what I would like just for people to understand, like, is, so when you say that, like you, that is when you really identify that binge eating became something prominent for you. Like, how did, how did your eating change after that? Like, what was during that period before you tried again? Like, what was your eating really like? Right. So like, I know that I said out, you know, Growing up, I was, you know, a sneak eater, you know, you know, happy, mad, sad, glad, any and every emotion, but it was still somewhat controlled. Yes, it was probably double what the what the normal people in my family and most families would do. But about that, that that first journey, that's when it was just a all out binge fest. I mean, I woke up. I thought, you know, when's the first fix, you know, you know, when is the first indulgence I can get just to release whatever it releases in the brain. But, um, yeah, man, you know, I think, I mean, 
you know, I'm no scientist or doctor, but binges can start, and I'm sure multiple different ways. But for me, you know, going on a overly restrictive uh, diet, and see, I hate that word, but, you know, it's what everyone uses, but, you know, way of eating definitely help cause it in me because like I said before then, you know, I'd have my fix and I was good for a couple hours. And after that, that's when we really get into the part of my, you know, life where it was just binging until, you know, up until October of 19, where I feel that I, that I've come into where I needed, but, um, yeah, man, being too restrictive and like not sprinkling in some of the things that you still enjoy is not good it is not good and and i think it's good that you have that that consciousness for yourself like i I think you know having to go through that to get to gain that knowledge is is rough but it's a good thing you know to kind of come around to man and one thing before we do start talking about october of of 2019 and this this new leg of your journey i'm curious man what what was your family's relationship like with your weight throughout the years, knowing that there was were health conscious people around and you know, you said you had an uncle that was a trainer? You know, how did how did they respond to your size? Like did they ever try to intervene? Was it something more they, they stayed hands off with? Great question. Um I, I mean they had definitely, you know, cared and uh and, and whatnot, but like it was just kind of the more Oh, you know, he, you know, he's a growing boy or, or whatever. I mean, no one, you know, uh, you know, scolded me for it. I mean, sure. They, they busted my, my balls about it. You know, I can recall, you know, after, uh, you know, I, I come from a family of faith and, you know, we, we pray before every meal and then cousins would be like, Oh, there goes JJ at the front of the line. Like, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, I just think that they just let it kind of be, but, um, you know, like my uh, Uncle Jody, you know, the uh, trainer guy, preacher guy, you know, he uh, got with me uh, going into sixth grade year when, you know, we got up and went to the, or we had Bible study, then went to the Y, even before school, I, I can't remember the time, it's probably four or four thirty, five o'clock in the morning, but yeah, I mean, they did intervene because I remember him, you know, making me shakes and, and these meal replacement bars and and whatnot, but I never was conscious enough to really absorb that in and and man, I'm sure as you're gonna hear and like I've reached out to you, uh consciousness, man, that's a very so powerful word and thing for me, especially now moving forward in my life, man, consciousness and I can, you know, touch on that more for sure. Definitely, man, definitely. And Another question that I have, because you, you brought this up. Um, so you met your, your fiance in 2015, and then you you used, you used made the, the statement, you know, you started, you did a journey together. Is is that something that you guys have worked on to get, like, is, is weight something that you both struggle with, like, together? Or, you know, take us into that a little bit, because I think that's something that a lot of people you know, go through. For sure, for sure. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've struggled with weight my whole life. Uh, my fiance, uh, not so much. I mean, but you know, definitely some of my ways have rubbed off on her. Um, but so good to get into, uh, our journey. Um, and dude, I have done almost every kind of way, paleo, keto, uh, South beach, Mediterranean, um, slim fast. I remember doing those as a kid, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But so, you know, about 15, 16, that's, I feel when, you know, keto exploded, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so we did it and dude, I, I mean, look, anything works. Like I, if, if people listen to this, you know, anything works, you, I mean, you can lose weight on eating donuts. Yeah. You can only eat a couple, but I mean, it's, it's, you know, n- you don't have to live and die by a specific way of eating. Like, um, anyway, so yes, the majority of my 2016 journey was keto. I mean, I got so into it, man. I stopped using garlic powder. 
because it has a little bit of carbs. And I mean, garlic powder is my favorite seasoning, but, um, you know, that's not why, uh, that, that journey failed, but, um, you know, we got engaged, you know, we started enjoying, I mean, you know, who doesn't want to celebrate a little bit with getting engaged, but that just snowballed and then had that snowball grew very fast, very quick. But, um, man, I, I wasn't conscious even then. And so let's, let's jump then to October of 2019, man. Like let's, let's really start to dive into what's been going on for you. You know, what, what made you decide in October of 2019 that it was time to, to try again? Like I've talked to a lot of different guys and some have gradual shifts that happen and some have like aha moments or big things happen. Like, what was it for you that that brought about change at that time? You know, I, I believe me, I wish I can, you know, put my finger on on the one thing, but uh, and it was just a, a multiple number of things, I'm sure. I mean, I'm I've always been a very motivated, you know, uh, seeking better type of person. But, you know, the crutch that I've had for the absolute longest, you know, food. But I still remember um, uh, for my day-to-day job, I'm a, I'm a salesman for heavy equipment. And uh, I was in between calls, sitting on the, um, in, in like a parking lot, whatever. And I had been looking at gyms to join. And I called one, it was the most expensive one around. It's, uh, it's Lifetime, if you if all know it. Uh, it's a nice uppity gym, but it's, I mean, it is a great place. but. Um, but I mean, also, you know, a being a salesman, right? Like, you know, I have X amount of customers and I just look at it like this, like, okay, if you, me, a 464 pound guy, I mean, not saying that weight determines any kind of success you'll have, but I know it's a factor. You know, if I am going to, you know, walk into a new place and try and earn this customer's business and you take. 464 pound me, but then you take, uh, you know, a 200 pound athletic guy. I mean, who are they going to be drawn to just from the start more? You know what I mean? Uh, so getting back on the gym, uh, was, was calling around, uh, you know, you know, found this one, they were like, you know, oh, it's going to be X amount. The, you know, the, the, like the one me and my fiance ended up picking, you know, it's really expensive. So it's all right. So they wanted to set up a uh, like a tour and whatnot. So I'm okay. Uh, I was texting my fiance like, "Hey, what do you think? Uh, you know, let's just go and give it a shot." Um, so we went after work, met up there, and I'm not saying that this is when I had the light switch moment or aha, but um, I just I feel Christ put it in my heart, man, to like, "Hey, I'm giving you these." these you know these signs or or or, or these blessings it, it you know if you'll take them and run with it and and, and truly apply the stuff that you learn because i mean dude I'm, I'm always seeking information uh listening to podcasts etc cetera, etc cetera. but man it i mean i have not looked back since we completed that tour and signed up um and it's been great that is, I mean, I think that makes sense, man. I think sometimes we we see those opportunities in front of us and, and realize that we have to take them or, you know, who knows what's going to come next. So it's it's good that you were able to kind of see that being kind of laid out before you. And what, so one of the things that, you, that you've, you've talked about a couple of times, you know, like we, you know, and I think I definitely agree with is, you know, any diet works if you follow the diet. and. The, the real key is finding a way of eating that you can live with. And so what, what did you do to change your eating? Like what, what is your bed? What has been, you know, the, the changes that you've made? So, uh, real quick, you know, I listen to podcasts. I mean, if I'm not at a customer's location, taking an order, fulfilling an order, et cetera, you know, I, I'm driving, you know, window time, we call it. So music gets pretty old pretty quick. 
So I like to, you know, listen to a podcast. I listen to a number of them. You know, one of them, of course, fingers. Uh, but another one I really like is Andy Frisella, which he has two. You know, he has the MF CEO project and then now it's Real AF. But anyway, I listened to this one and man, this has stuck with me and I, it, I think, forever will. But anyway, um, they had a uh, holistic therapist on. And I, I would recommend anyone, hey, at, after you listen to this podcast, go find it on the MSCEO project. But anyway, they're getting into it like we're getting into it. And the lady really touches on consciousness. And I'm not going to do it justice, as you can tell. So go listen to it on your, you know, for yourself. But that has stuck with me so hard. Um, at, at one point, you know, they're talking about it, giving examples. And one of the co-hosts says, uh, him and his dad like to go to, uh, to like listen to pianists play. Well, they go, they listen to it. The uh, son at the time when he was younger, uh, like turns to his dad and says, "Dad, I, I didn't really enjoy that." And he, you know, the father turns to his son and says, "Well, so that's because she was hitting the notes, but she wasn't playing the music." Dude, that has burned something in me. Um, and autopilot, like, look, we're creatures of, of, of habit, right? You know, we want things to be easy. We want, I mean, dude, and, and our time and world besides this quarantine crap, you know, it, it's easy. I mean, you have any and every kind of food sweet at your disposal. I mean, hell, they'll bring it to you, but you know, I mean, and look, it's not easy to be conscious. I mean, it takes almost as much effort to you know, find a sustainable way of eating, you know, making sure that you're being consistent with activity, you know, but just, just go check it out, man. You know, if you can get a nugget from my episode consciousness, man, but, um, anyway, sorry. Uh, what was the original no, question? I went off. No, on the thing. question was, no, it's, a, and I think it definitely applies because it sounds like that had an impact on, on what you did going forward, man. And the question was, you know, cause I want to talk about, the changes that you made in your life, you know, oh, that's to, right. That's right. To, to get your journey going. So let, I wanted to, you know, let's start with, with what you did about food. Gotcha. So, um, it, you know, obviously enough, funny enough, I did utilize keto for the first, probably, you know, two hard three months, but I've also had a, a number of health problems. Like, you know, way back uh, when it was high blood pressure, when I, Found out I couldn't play football for, I think, a year or so just because it was high. Uh, so what the heck is freaking high blood pressure, right? Um, I had fatty liver. Uh, I'm sure a number of things, but the but the latest um, was being diagnosed with diabetes. I think that was in, in 15, man, in it. Um, you know, of course, I've heard the term. I mean, one of my cousin's uh, in-shape husband is type 1. So, you know, I mean... I've heard the term diabetes, but anyway, I was like, oh God, I'm going to die. You know, I thought it was a death sentence and it. I just remember it scaring me, man. And, uh, my sugar being, oh God, in the two and three and four hundreds and my A1C being, you know, almost 12 at one point. But, uh, so, you know, I know that cutting carbs and sugars, what does it directly affect? You know, your diabetes, uh, whatever. So, you know, after we walked out of the gym, signing up, I was, man, I, a fire was lit under me and, uh, I, I had went to what I had known, which is caloric restriction and cutting carbs and sugars. But, um, you know, I, I know that we've all heard the term, you know, especially on Instagram, uh, few, uh, food is fuel and, and blah, blah, blah. Like, sure. I'm, you know. I'm sure I thought like that at one point, but also I look at it now, man, and I'm, I'm very thankful for this. Food is not inherently bad or good. What you do with it is what makes it either or. Um, and dude, like another thing that I think that is, is that I'm coming into my own with this journey is before I thought that I would like come into a moment or like wake up. And have the light switch come on like oh 
you're going to be binge free, uh, temptation free. No, man, that's that's not how it's going to be, man. You know, and I've come to the realization and I'm 100 percent OK with it because I know that this is a lifelong battle. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm at peace with it. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's great. I've never been in the headspace I am, man. And I'm, I'm very thankful, but, um, you know, look, I'm still a big guy, right? I mean, I'm 340 pounds, but I'm not 464. Um, but consistency and sustainability is what can get us all where we want to be. Definitely, man. And I, one, I want to highlight, like, I think what you said about food not being inherently good or evil is something that, like, I've been trying to say to people. And, and the funny thing is I get pushed back when I say it. Like, I'll get someone that says, well, you know, a Twinkie at the end of the day has no nutritional value and a Twinkie is evil. And again, I don't, I, I think what we have to realize with, with food is like when we give it tags like good or evil, we give it more power than it needs. And we allow it to kind of influence how we feel when we eat it and how we react to ourselves when we eat it. And yes, it, let's be realistic. Like, could you lose weight eating just Twinkies? Like, I think someone did do that once. You know, they went on a Twinkie diet and they lost weight. Did, did their health, did their overall health improve and their relationship with food improve? Probably not. Like, if that's what, if you're eating that kind, you know, food that has, you know, is, is so you know, mostly chemicals and not really, you know, any kind of like nutrient quality, like, is your body going to respond well to that in the end? Probably not. But that is, that's the crux of what you're saying. Like having, but having one Twinkie isn't stabbing yourself with a knife. Like that's where, where what I think that relationship is like, and I think it is, and I think it's important to, for people to realize, because I know there's probably some people out there, especially the people that are, you know, my diehard keto fans saying, you know, but if I have that, it's going to trigger cravings and I'm going to go off the rails and this is going to happen to me. Then be okay with that. You know, understand then there's times in our lives where we can be abstainers or we can be moderators. You know, we can know that there are times where we can, when we can enjoy something and there are times when we can't, you know, like I, and I think it can, it can be very individualistic, you know, to the person and to the food. Like, I think that's something I've really learned lately. Like there are some foods that I can eat that don't trigger any cravings in me or don't have any kind of emotional impact or any of that kind of thing. And then there's some other things that if I get anywhere near it, you know, I can see, you know, the path that that lies ahead if I take that into my body. Like, but it's really going to be about, like you said, like using your consciousness to, to be aware of that and don't always rely on someone else to tell you what to do and what not to do. Like, don't always feel, you know, because I think the more that we figure that out for ourselves, the more empowered we are, you know, as we as we move on these journeys and the more sustainable and long lasting our lives become because we are the ones in control. Exactly. And something that I've just, you know. Uh, I call it a nugget, right? Just like if if someone hears something that really resonates with them personally, I call it a nugget. Well, you said it. I, I can't remember what podcast, but it's about the choice. You know, like if you like, for instance, Easter, um, uh, I had, you know, we made chicken cutlets, we made potatoes uh, and I, I had a lemon full blown, not keto, not paleo. I mean, full blown uh, lemon cupcake. And dude, I'm a lemon freak. But I made the choice. And the second it was gone, I'm I mean, I, I mean, I never lost the mindset. And that's another big dead gum term. But it's about making the choice and just doing it and being okay. Don't let it spiral. You don't let it depress you because now I know that it can. I mean, pizza is that thing for me. I I mean, I'm probably not gonna have real pizza for a, a good while. And I'm okay with that because there is, you know, there's, there's keto, there's cheese crust, whatever. I mean, there's healthier options, but you know, if something is that severe of a quote unquote trigger, then yes, sustain from that, find healthier options. but just make the choice, be okay with it, and move on. I mean, yes, don't make it the bulk of your eating. Just like, you know, people really make it harder than it needs to be. Me being an example, I mean, I'm not talking at anyone. I, you know, I, dude, I, I mean, I used to, 
white knuckling is another term I got from you. Um, don't white knuckle this stuff, man. Like, look, eat, sprinkle in some of the good stuff. But yes, it, it, like I said, it can't be the bulk of your eating. But sprinkle, sprinkle it in so that you don't get to that freaking white knuckle stage where you're going to lose it and gain all the weight back. You know, it's now I know that's easier said than done. Believe me, but just work at it. And you can get there. If I can get there, any of us can get there, man. And and I think that's something else that I that I've said before, like because what you're saying is is pretty simple. But like you said, it's not easy. So it's okay to to see the path that you want to be on and realize that you're not ready to be on it yet. Like that's something like I've had discussions with some friends. Like one of one of my friends who has been on know his weight loss journey a lot longer than me you know and has been kind of living in that maintenance place a lot longer there's things that he can do that when i try to do them i realize that it leads to a failure for me you know because it's almost like i'm putting you know putting the horse before the car like i'm getting ahead of myself because there's different things that we need to learn and different things we need to experience and and understand how we feel and how we react and understand that everything plays a part in in defining how how things go for us in the future and it's okay to acknowledge where you're at like that's the thing is like i I don't know if you've had this experience yet but when you when you get a message from someone who's just starting a weight loss journey and someone who's just starting a weight loss journey like the one that you're on or the one that i'm on you know who has 200 300 pounds to lose and their first question before they start day one is when can they have a cheat meal and your immediate your your immediate reaction is you want to shake them and be like, let's be realistic. Your entire life has been a cheat meal up until today. There you go. So you let's go. let's focus on what we need to change before we start focusing on keeping the things that were causing problems in the first place. Like when I talk about it now, like because I get I get the question, like, so when do you have cheat meals? Like someone asked me it in a Facebook group the other day, like, so at this point in your journey, do you have cheat meals? And I, it's so, I know it sounds cringy to say it, but I don't use the word cheat. Like I, I, like I talk about choices. Like I make choices sometimes that are not choices that promote my, that promote weight loss or promote good hormonal regulation or whatever I want to, whatever, however I want to frame it, but I make the choice and then I choose to move on after it. And I think like the thing it's okay to say to someone is, when you're first starting a, a weight loss journey, you might not have the strength to make those choices. You might be the odd duck that can. Like I, I've known people who have lost a tremendous amount of weight and they were like, yeah, every Saturday I had, I went and got McDonald's and an ice cream sundae. And I'm like, good for you. You know, like more yeah, power to more you. More power more, to you. <laughs> yeah, more power to you. But I know that if I did that, like, because I, I know the way my mind works and, you know, how devious, you know, my food addiction is, like what it tries to convince me of. Even even at this stage of my journey, like I can have my mind be like, you know, you're doing so good, you know, is an extra spoon of, of, of mayo on that burger a big deal? Or what? why not grab an extra, you know, extra knife of peanut butter when you're when you're getting the jar? Like it's so easy for some of us for those things to become problems. But it, it, you have to acknowledge where you're at and what you need. And I think that's really important. Like, that's a big thing that you like you're talking about, man, like being conscious of that and realizing that that is going to be a lifelong journey. Like, I, I also had someone on Twitter the other day say, like, now that you're done, you know, how do you handle X, Y and Z? And my biggest reaction immediately was to those first words. I'm like, I'm not done. I'll never be done because the oh, day that I say that I'm so done, true, man. the day that I say that I'm done is the day that I'm going to fall back. You know, the it's, day I stop exactly. fighting is the day I lose, like. So I think it's good that you're in that consciousness. And one, I want to acknowledge because you threw it in there and I don't want to I don't want to skip over it, man. You're you know, from October of 2019 to right now, which is the beginning of May of 2020, you're down over 120 pounds. Right. I mean, and yes, that I mean that that like that's great, but I'm not starving. I'm not sustaining like shoot i had two quinolis like two weekends ago like you kidding me like man it's i'm so blessed and thankful i i, I hope that i if if my journey your journey whoever's journey if you get nuggets enough to get to the mindset 
because that's what it's all about, man. It, it's, it is building or unleashing or finding a mindset. And sure, I've been the most motivated person you could ever meet. But dude, motivation fails. Motivation dies. And, you know, most people like to hear that, oh, it's going to be, you know, easy, blah, 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 motivated. No, man. Motivation, sure, it'll get you going. But it's the discipline. It's the mindset that builds the routine and the habits for lifelong change and success. So take us into that, man. Like what what is the current, you know, what is your mindset and your discipline like now? So, you know, we're under this quarantine, right? I mean, all the gyms are closed. Um, I did work from home for about a month, which was, God, it was nice, but then it was weird. I was like, man, like I need to get out and do something. But anyway, um, like I hate cardio. I, I've said it before. I'll say it for, forever, but cardio. Now I'm not, it's kind of like, like double edged short. I do what is needed. For my self to progress, you know what I mean. Like, if I don't want to do cardio, I make myself do cardio. Now, is it an hour long? Is it is it two hours long? No, it's it, it's not about killing yourself every day. It's about winning. Like, you know what I mean. Like, I'm defeating my autopilot, my laziness. You know what I mean. Like, and that dude, there's something about it. Like a like like before the gym's closed. Uh, here, you know, due to the quarantine. I'm not gonna lie, dude, I'm human. I had a couple times where I'm like, dude, freak the gym. I want to go home and play video games. That is the time you need to show up the most. I know that's cliche, that's eh, whatever. Dude, that is the time you need to hit it the hardest. Because establishing that mindset, man, like, you know, I don't have all the answers, dude, but I'm doing what it takes, at least for me in my personal journey. I'm showing up on those times when when my body says no or, oh, no, you know, hey, sleep in or, you know, you know, cut, you know, cut this corner. Heck no, man. Like I have a mission and by God, I'm going to get there. But it it takes conscious work, man. But once you tap into it and 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 find it, it's a beautiful thing. That's awesome to hear, man. I, I think that definitely sounds like a, an attitude and direction to help you sustain where your journey needs to take you. And so let, let's talk about that a little bit, man. Like where, what, where are, where are your goals at, man? Like what, what are you working towards? Like, where do you see this, this going for you? For sure. So I'm 340, you know, Hey, I mean, I still a big old guy, right? Uh, you know, every other journey I've, uh, I was like, man, you know, I want to get back to like in football, the uh, weight I was, I was like 280, right? But, you know, it was football shape, you know, whatever. But to me, man, I really want to work towards like 220, 225, but I don't live and die by that. Like I, I, I don't have that plastered in my bedroom, in the bathroom. Like, yes, I do have a quote unquote weight goal, but man, I just want to be free of the addictions of, of, of obesity, uh, you know, worrying about, am I going to fit in this seat or, you know, cause I, I mean, like I've heard recently in some of your podcasts or, or whatnot, uh, like, especially before when I was like, you know, bigger, like 400 plus pounds, like, like I'd have to plan out a evening before we even started it, you know, like, well, you know, do they have chairs big enough or, or stuff like that? Like, I want to be able to be free of that. I want to go to Target and buy a shirt. And that's it. Like, like, like not have to order from DXL or, or anything like that. Because, man, I mean, I was getting so big to where DXL was even not not cutting it for me and, and stuff like that. You know, I just want to. To. Be free of the addictions of food, man. Like, you know, like it's hard to articulate, but you know no, what I mean? I just a normal, oh, for sure. A a a normal guy like that's that that's that's not burdened by, oh, you know, when you know, when's my next fix of food or sweets? 
for sure, man. And and let's be real. Like sometimes people hear us say we want to be normal, and they freak out. And they're like, "Oh, are you saying you know someone who's overweight isn't a normal person? You know, someone who deals with it. like let we're talking about normal and the real definition of the word. Like you want it. It's like it's the desire to be average. You know, it's the desire. You know, you're doing something excellent and you're doing something amazing so that you can be average. You know, you can not have to have those concerns because I don't think people realize the amount of space." you know, that's taken up in your head by all that planning you're talking about and all that preparation you have to do and all that worry and like, am I going to make it? And am I going to fit? And what's going to happen when I'm there? And, and you know, and then even like, let's be, you know, let's switch it over to the food addiction side of things. Is there going to be enough food? And if I don't get enough food when I'm with these people, will I be able to get food after? And what am I going to eat before to make sure that I'm not going crazy? And like, you know, I, I don't think people think about that. Like they, they 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 think well because it it's that that kind of thing like and I've had this discussion with with people recently too where you know I don't know if I'll ever get if if I'll ever earn the right to be that person that doesn't you know have to plan what he's going to eat you know like but it is I think it is something to work towards that idea that you can try to repair your relationship with food to get to the point that it doesn't have to dominate your mind space and it doesn't have to be something that you have a piece of pizza when you're in a group and immediately you're thinking about that second piece of pizza and then the third and you're already planning on how to make sure you get the fourth and what is going to be there for you to take home you know you sneak out with and like you know wanting to be free of those feelings i think is very real like and and it's something that if someone has and, and it's one of those things like when when, some of the times when I've made posts on Instagram where I talk about some of that kind of eating I used to do, or when I talk about, you know, or I make a, I make a comment on the podcast about how there was yeah, the very vivid memory I have of eating eight Big Macs on my way to dinner with my family, you know, to make sure that I had enough food. And, you know, I get someone who then comments and says, well, I would never do that. Or I don't even, I don't know why you would think like that. Or I don't, I would never have had that feeling. And my response is always, it's good that you don't have that feeling. You know, it's really good. You know, be happy that you can't relate to this. Be very happy. You know, I get sad when someone can relate. You know, like that's the thing is like, because I know what it means when someone says, I, I know exactly how you feel when I talk about their stories. Like, so I think wanting to get to that place is something that even if it's possible or not, it's an amazing goal to have. And man, just as, you know, I, I think to put a cap on like talking about mindset and perspective with you, like, what do you think are the important facets of your mindset to help you sustain this going forward? Well, what, what just is ringing in my head is don't overcomplicate. You know, I was the kind of guy, uh, the uh, term is paralysis by analysis. Like, God, that was me to such a T like, yes, I believe, I mean, it, 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 it's my opinion that we need to seek information and, and, and better your mind and self, but like, just don't overcomplicate it. Like, um, you know, of course people are, you know, uh, at work, they're like, Oh, JJ, you know, I mean, like, you're looking so good. And I say, thank you. And then they, of course, you know, they're, Oh, what are you doing? What? Like, I'm like, look, I mean, I, I can tell you, but if it does not, I say crim your Twinkie, but funny enough, like, like what works for me, it's not going to work for you. Like, and my people just forcing it and like, you know, just white knuckling it, man. Like that, that's just is, is a recipe to start the, the disaster train. Like, you know, you have to do what works for you. You know, if it's keto, then do keto, paleo, paleo, you know, uh, intermittent fasting, uh, flexible dieting, you know, me, I don't even know how I eat, man. I just, uh, you know, I, I, I eat my normal way and then I sprinkle some stuff here and there, red wine, uh, whiskey, uh, some keto ice cream or stuff like that. But you have to just be, be prepared to, to fight every day and start with the wins. Like I'm, I'm a very regimented routine person. Like I get up. First thing I do is make my side of the bed. 
like um, I just believe in 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 starting your day with a win and then they accumulate from there. That's why I like to work out in the morning. Um, now I haven't been just because this freaking quarantine and stuff, but um, but it's 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 really about going to battle, you know, in your mind. And in your heart every day, you know, because this journey isn't easy, man, you know, to go from six, seven, eight hundred, you know, five hundred pounds, you know, to to your desired goal weight. You know, it it's hard, but it's supposed to be because, you know, we did the time or the, the crime. Now it's time to do whatever that saying is. I just butchered it. But you know what I mean? <laughs> you did. You did the crime. You got to do the time. Exactly. No, I think that's a great perspective, man. And we've we've really taken a great kind of journey today through your story, man. What what got you to where you're you're at, and and kind of what you've been working on. And I really appreciate you sharing your perspective on mindset and consciousness. And I hope people will go check out uh, that episode of Andy's podcast because it sounds like there's some really interesting material there to help you know almost anyone who struggles with these challenges. But JJ, is there anything about your journey that we haven't got to talk about yet today that you wanted to make sure the audience knows about? Oh, man, I'm sure there is. And, you know, like I was telling you before uh, we recorded, man, I have ADHD like a like a son of a gun. And I know I'll probably look back and be like, yeah, gun, man, I should have said this and that. But um, just it's worth it, man. Like it is. Believe me. You know, all of us on, that's been on this podcast and, and just in general love to eat. But the 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 feeling of gluttony is great and all. But how do you feel 20 seconds after 10 minutes after, you know, but doing what is needed to get your body and mind right? man, it's it, it, it really does not compare. So. I love it, man. I, I think that's a point that people miss. Um you know, realizing what, you know, what are the consequences of those, those choices? Cause I think that even frames, you know, what you were talking about with, you know, being able to fit in, you know, different foods that, you know, are things that you're missing and things along those lines. Like when you, when I say, you know, it's something you're going to make a choice on, you're also choosing to handle what comes after it, you know? So if your body, you know, gets a little amped up or you get a little bit of a sugar rush or you, you deal with some cravings, all those things, as long as you're going into it mindful and, and ready to kind of handle what happens, like you can, you can make those choices and you can live with them. So I think that's, that's a powerful message, man. For sure. And then one thing, just like, I believe that we're never, or at least for me, and that's what's making this journey and just this, this, this season of my life. Awesome. Is like, you're not going to wake up or read a sentence hear a particular sentence from my pocket, whatever the case is, and, and be fixed. You know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Like, it just takes showing up every day, every day. Like, you know, I know the term, you know, rents do, rents do. Like, man, look, it is a daily thing. And, you know, could be wrong, could be different from other folk. But for me, like, I was always hoping or expecting, like, okay, I do this for X amount of weeks, months, years, and then I'll, I'll be fixed. No, man, it, you're going to have to show up every day and I'm okay with it. Let's go. You know? Oh, for sure. And and I think the perspective shift needed there, you know, for people is it's when you stop seeing yourself as broken and you realize that it, you just have challenges you need to work on and you keep those challenges in focus and keep your goals in focus and do the work that's needed. You know, everyone, every human being on the planet has has challenges in their life, you know, has things that 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 can send them off the rails, whether it's with food, whether it's with alcohol, whether it's with emotions and relationships. And, you know, we, we all have these different things that we face. It doesn't mean, you know, that that we're a broken pile of glass on the on the ground that needs to be reassembled. You know, it, it just means that there's things we have to do. And once you accept that it's what you have to do, it gets easier. Yes, sir. That's the perfect way to say it. Well, JJ, I, I appreciate your time today. I'm really excited that we finally get to have you on the show. You know that I end every episode with the Fat Guy Five. Are you ready for your five questions? Let's do it. 
Okay, so question number one, tell us, living or dead, JJ, who is your favorite fat guy? James Gandolfini. He played Tony Soprano in The uh, Sopranos. Yes, indeed, he did. I like it, man. I can think of, I, I know a past guest is going to love that you picked him. You didn't go with one of the usual suspects. John, John well, I mean, I know everyone will be very happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, definitely. So that's it. I think he's a great choice. So question number two, JJ, tell us what is one lesson that being fat has taught you? So it just amplifies life being hard and it, it's, it's, it's already hard in and of itself in, in different aspects. Right. But it just makes it, it just makes stuff that's a already hard, just so much worse. And it just doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be. You know, do what is needed to fix it. Yes, that's easier said than done, but, you know, it can make stuff that is already challenging 10 times worse. There you go, man. I like it. Question number three, JJ, what is one piece of advice you would give your past self? Work on your mind, you know, you know, heal what is needed on the inside you know, past traumas, coping, you know, like why you cope with it stuff, like, you know, work inward and not just, you know, diet, nutrition, why that's very important, but, you know, tap into the root of stuff because, you know, I could have already be in a different part of my journey, but, you know, I'm thankful that I did, you know, hit those quote unquote failures to turn them into success. But, you know, work on the inside, work on the emotional you know relationship side of things i like it man question number four jj tell us something about yourself that you love i love my drive i love i love my 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 always wanting to push the envelope like never settling like uh am, am i perfect heck no but like i know what i'm worth and and I just I know what it takes, and and um, I'm I'm up for the fight every day. There you go, man. And JJ, question number five, last question of the day. Well, there's one more question after this, but it's simpler. But question number five: Tell us one goal you have for the next year that is not weight, health, or fitness related. Hmm, only thing that can. I can come to is is set our wedding day or get married because we because we haven't really set or set a in stone date. So I'd say you know get married. There we go. I like it, man. I look forward to seeing that 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 come to fruition for you. That'll be awesome. And, and JJ, I I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate your time. And if there's anyone out there who wants to talk to you about mindset or about your journey, how can they find you, man? So I'm on Instagram and my handle actually going to it now. I'm ashamed. J Dean underscore gets underscore lean. That's where you can find me. And and if and if I can help in any way with with answering a question or, or just talk, man, I'm in because I've done it with you, I've done it with John, with chance. I mean, like I look at it, man, like this is a brotherhood or it's, you know, you know, we're a community, man. So if I can help or answer a question, do not hesitate. I love it, man. So thank you again so much for coming on the show, JJ. I, I just really appreciate it. For sure, man. Thanks for having me on. Of course. And if anyone out there wants to connect with me after all of this, you know, you can find me on Instagram as well at gourmet underscore goes underscore keto. You can connect with me on Twitter at Gourmet Goes Keto, or you can email the show at the Fat Guy Forum at gmail.com. And hey, my friends, remember, go out there. Well, first, if you're, on, if you're on an Apple device, go on to iTunes, give the show a rating and a review so it gets us in front of more people. And then after that, go out there and do something to amaze yourself today. Do something amazing because you, my friends, are amazing people. And then come on back and listen to the story of another amazing guy on the Fat Guy Forum. Thank you.